Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. My name is John. My name is Pat. And this is Wayne. One announcement this week, which is the voting is now live for the Battletech contest. So get out there and vote. And probably the way that I'm going to have it set up is you can vote as often as you like. But in the actual scoring, I will look at IP addresses and such. So you might be spamming the website really for no reason other than your own entertainment. But nonetheless, it's out there. And once I get an exact count, I'll let you know how many winners there's going to be. But the top certain number of people are going to get a set of those Metal Battletech dice. They are cool. They are on my desk. They were ordered from China in violation of international intellectual property compacts. <laughs> you probably are the reason we have the Trans-Pacific Partnership, Dan. I personally yes. am proud of that Because fact. not a month after that went through... Obama comes back from China with a comprehensive trade deal. Good mm-hmm. job, you yeah. trader. I love these dice so much. My wife keeps trying to steal oh the one based on Japan with the dragon on it. Oh, Haskarina. Yeah, the yeah. Combine. She yes. really likes that one. Well, tell her to enter the contest. Maybe she'll win her own son, and then she'll right. stop stealing yours. Tell her to like a good faction instead of the Combine. Yeah, that that's too. The truth. Oh, she only likes the design. She doesn't care about the faction. Oh, oh well, that's a terrible way to go. So, all right. Topic for today, Wayne, we're going to talk about Creative Block, and I have some thoughts on it. I'm actually participating in an Old World of Darkness werewolf game right now, and Zanian is one of the players, and he is convinced that the only purpose of the game is to give me material as negative examples to use on Fear the Boot. And actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I, I do have an example I want to talk about from the game, but it's actually it's about me. It's not about anybody else. But Wayne, go ahead and set up the topic before I take it away. Yeah, so we've talked a lot in the <laughs> past about creative blocks as GMs and things. But I have an online game that was, uh, was going to be a one-shot, but it's going to be two sessions. And there's a couple of really creative players there that have come in with paragraphs of backstory and all of these really intricate designs. And even in-game, they're just coming really creative. And I've got a lot going on. I'm so I'm finding myself right now. I'm at a congratulations, by the way, Wayne. Everybody in Listenerville, Wayne just took a lateral and upward move across companies within his industry. So a plus. As it is, I've got a lot going on. For some reason, when I sit down at and try to come up with the character ideas, it's like the uh, the hamster fell out of the wheel. It's like I just come to a screeching halt. I mean, I came up with my idea and I wrote like a couple of sentences for it. Well, everyone else has paragraphs. And even when we get into uh, to game, there's like all this backstory about their items, because this is a wheeled game. And mine has very little. Yeah, game, well, incredibly fun. I'm still in. So thank you, Wayne. The game is incredibly Pat, fun. would you like I'm to really use your words it. instead no. of emphatically this agree with me silently on a podcast? <laughs> Pat that's, gestured that's at me as if work. I was correct, because I am. That's how I do my best Continue, work. Continue, Wayne. Well, I think what, hands. I think what bugs me about it is I'm the type of player that I usually do have paragraphs of backstory, and I've written short uh, stories about characters to kind of get know. into their mindset. Does it make before. you cringe? Oh, He's wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to draw a line here between the factions. Well, actually, I'm on Wayne's side because <laughs> yeah. there's a difference between paragraphs and pages. Yeah, you give me paragraphs as in like one to three, and we're good. You give me pages of backstory, 
And you have now hit a point where as a game master, I'm not going to remember most of it anyway. And quite frankly, if you wrote it for your own edification, great. I don't really care. Can you just give me the cliff notes? Yeah, on? I mean, if you want and to write your fanfic about your character, go write your fucking fanfic yes. and post it on, you know, online. Well, it's it's, it's a fucking game. Save it, Pat. Except You'll for be the famous post one day. Except for the posting, <laughs> I tend I actually do that. Like what I give a GM, I may give them two paragraphs, but I may have three pages worth of things that I've written that I just wrote for me that I don't ever give them because. You know what I do in my I spare like to time write. when he like that? <laughs> I masturbate. No. You know, it's that like, doesn't uh, take I, that long. I think though. both of you are doing wow. that, Pat. You're just using your penis and Wayne is using his word. That's true. I, I, I'm writing a novel. <laughs> That's for sure. It's just not nanked. All right. Yeah. So it's not that dorky, Wayne. And, and I have no problem with you doing it in the comfort yeah. of your own bathroom. But like the fact well, that you can dump it down dump to it on one page for your GM—that's yeah. actually super cool. Yeah. yeah, and I don't make fun of you. That—that's that. where I'm at. Is as a game master, if you hand me a character write-up that in total, and I'm talking personality, appearance, backstory, all of it except the stats, takes up one page of a reasonably sized font. <laughs> I'm not talking, and I've had people do this to me. I say one page. And it's the reverse of a school paper. It's six point font, so poorly spaced, the lines overlap each other. Jesus Christ. Margins that I must have been printed on a larger piece of paper and then cut off on bleed, because there's no printer that can print that far. And they hand this to me and it's like, no, 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 no. I want a twelve to fourteen point font, like one point five times space. Just don't be absurd with this. But Wayne, there was another way that you put this of you hit that writer's block. And you need to put in something, and so instead you just create generic man. You're, I couldn't come up with anything creative, so I blatantly just stole. So in this game, for my item, I created a cloak, because I like cloak from Cloak and Dagger from Marvel Comics. So that was my magical item. I wanted to tie the item to a goddess, so I took uh, Queen Mab from the Dresden series. Of course you did. And I showed you my and- picture of a, of a blue old Volkswagen in Fort Collins, Colorado last year during the blizzard, didn't I? Yeah. Okay, continue. I could have gone the route of just coming up with something super generic, and basically, I guess you could say that's what I did, but I just blatantly ripped things off to create this character, and the game is a lot of fun. I'm still enjoying it. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, going in, I felt ashamed of myself, because here are these really in-depth characters, and I'm bringing Cloak from Cloak and Dagger. Oh, pish So the moral to the story is... The game is really fun as it is putting Generic Man into it, which means you don't have to fucking write novels right. to play a goddamn game. And you go to the game and then your character can come out after the fact, which is what I've said all along. Mixing colors on the palette, as it were, you didn't play Han Solo. You took an element from one thing and an element from another thing. And while perhaps not totally original, they came together to create something that wasn't a direct copy of a nerd icon that everyone was going to roll their eyes at. Right. I'm betting you that nobody at your gaming table was like, oh, that is so the cloak crossed over with Mav from the Dresden Files. Right. So no, nobody would, nobody would have known if I hadn't eventually exactly. said something. Am I the yeah. only person here that heard Mav and immediately thought of Age of Wonders? Yes. Okay. Probably. I'm um, sorry. I, I, I enjoyed Age of Wonders, but I haven't played it since Beige Box LAN parties were like the way to play multiplayer okay. video games. I, all right. 
So I've done this with characters before, too. I've never blatantly taken a character and just thrown it into a game as an NPC or as my own player character. But I have, when I have the come with the block, I will pick and choose pieces from different characters to combine well, yeah. for a new. That's what you do. Like, you have to do that as a storyteller in any medium. If you think of something that's so crazy that it has nothing to do with any tropes or source materials ever, it's going to be weird and stupid. And then you license it and make millions off of it because it will be in six months. No, exactly <laughs> the opposite. All of the million jillion dollar licensed products are Cambellian Heroes Journeys mixed with previous films that the directors liked. Right, because like we're waiting it, on Star Wars Episode Seven here. Yeah, it basically goes back to the old line of th- there are no original ideas right. in the world anymore because they've you been just, thought up and you're just you rehashing just the match and yeah. you do what Wayne did exactly and you put a TLDR version for your GM and then nobody hates you right. because you didn't read their backstory <laughs> what do you guys do when you sit down and just for some reason you don't have a character I play the game Pat you don't make characters <laughs> okay Wayne I do have a yeah, my character names. comes out in the gameplay <laughs> It does. Go ahead, Dan. I want to. I want to crucify Pat for this later. But, we'll, but no, no. Pat, let's go ahead and crucify yeah. Pat now. Pat is describing his characters as being like born in the back of yes, a boss. Yes. Pat, do you name your character without being compelled to? No. Do you come with any kind of a personality other than he's a womanizer and is rich within the context of his society? <laughs> I, I, I do play rich a lot and highly educated. Yes, yes yeah. that too. Yeah. You're no. you're a ninja kid, but with. Degrees in trust funds and an insatiable appetite for women who also also have insatiable appetite for you, especially if Chad is playing them. That's true. And if it's a that magic system, he's a mage. And here's the thing. That's cool. But what I want you to do is give me a Wayne Cole three paragraph <laughs> TLDR because you took those elements and you merged them in from something else that wasn't like right next door to that in terms of genre fiction. Take that and cross it with some executive from the alien universe or see that i'm not going to do that before the game starts so that's why not it. because that's just not how i roll i never have but change and how I'm, you I'm, roll but I, well i've always I, i've always said that on this is that that's just not how i do I, in character creation i come up with i come up with the skeleton of an idea for a character and then we start the f-ing game we start playing and then the personality comes out the, so it, it, it manifests itself game, when we start playing a game right now your character sheet would just consist of the sentence fragment is from Wayland Utani and everything else. <laughs> yeah, no, that no, no, was, that no. one was lost on me because I don't it know. It would but, yeah. start with high charisma, lots of money. And <laughs> then, if I'm getting this correct, Pat, we would move to the ways your personality naturally unfolded with the rest of the group. And then you would go back and fill in the history to fit how he got that way. Yeah. Yep. Rather than coming in with a preordained history. Yep. And, and then saying that his personality was derived from his circumstances. And having played with Pat okay. as long as I have. That by sounds game less four or dumb five, as the way you put it before. <laughs> as much as I played with Pat, by game yeah. four or five, his character is as deep as any no, character like around the table. Pat. Pat doesn't give me backstories. But he no. doesn't give me the final No, page. I don't. Yeah, when you I, said, I just don't. But I just, I just have a little nugget. A little as appetizing. a GM. Even before we even start. Yeah, as a GM, I wait to start writing any Pat-related plot points until game four or five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to link cool your that's the, the template. That's the thing. I'm group. fine with that. I, I I don't feel cheated by it in that in any way, shape, or form. Because I know that I don't. Because I know why you GMs. I I know why you motherfuckers want all this backstory. Because you're fucking lazy. And you uh, no. You don't want to. You, you don't. You, you need to come up with. You need to have the the plot spoon fed no, to you. No. 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 <laughs> you players, expletive here. Don't give a crap about my story background. You want everything to be 
a result of the crap that you came up with in your story background, and, and, see, I, no, and I, I need that background yeah. to satisfy you. See, that's you see, have that's to tell you me where to touch you, I Pat. I don't. I want to. Listen. I want to hear your fucking story. <laughs> I want to hear your story. Right. I don't want to. I don't want you to to feel like oh, I have to cater to fucking Pat no, and his, not, and his no, novel, no. And his fucking novella of a backstory <laughs> about how he grew up a poor black man in the south. <laughs> Pat, I would love to play a game. Where you grew up a poor black man in the South. Well, and I'd I, be I, a jerk. I'm just going to tell you that. No, right no, no, I know it would, it would, it would like poor, follow the plot okay. of and just, the jerk. Just, just for anyone that doesn't to... get that reference, it, I, it's Steve Martin, yes. the jerk. I'm not calling black people jerks, so my God. We don't need any social justice work on this. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to social justice work. I'm saying I am dying to play a Pat game or in a game with Pat where your character comes from meager circumstances. By the end of the game, the character is rich. Yes. Well, I think by the you end know, of session rich one, and, and I will Pat say this, has the funny back thing. derived why he's actually the rich fun, instead. The funny thing about that is that that's, that's relatively newer for me, I guess. I, I didn't used to do that. when I, I, I haven't always been. I'm always just the rich guy. I've never played a poor person, like, like just dirt poor, but I've been like normal. In fact, my character in Chad's campaign now... Is just from the regular, like the middle class. His, but my parents are alive. Makes, Unlike everybody else yeah. in the story, you're all fucking bat girls because oh, my parents are dead. My parents are still alive. I have a normal family life, and I, I, you know, I have a good relationship with my parents. In this world, that but makes you rich. almost rich, though, well, compared to us. Jesus, I can't win for trying. You know, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying your your tangential gaming story argument with Wayne. I am too. It's, what, this is what I love is also every game for some reason or another, we, everyone ends up living at Pat's character's house. That, that's because true. Pat's character has a castle, a wizard tower, a mansion in, in Huntley. Like whatever the setting, Pat has the pad. See, see, so I say that it basically it's it's a vicious circle because all you fucking deadbeats are going to need a place to live. So I'm like, okay, I got to make the rich guy. We again. have to create my dog. That's the fucking party template. We have to create dramatic counterpoints to you. Points which are always the same. So, like, I had a white court vampire that could control people's mind. He was still a poor bum because it, it had to fit the gestalt. I wanted to let you be the rich guy, Pat, because I cared about your enjoyment, even though I was a PC and literally an emotional I was, vampire. Well, I was immortal. It makes sense. That's the other thing. I mean, if you're play, if you're playing a character that's a, essentially immortal and has lived for hundreds, yeah. thousands of years, how would you not be rich? I know people that I could massively don't understand compound interest. Yeah. I can look at people that I know in my life, and if they lived a thousand years, they would still be dirt poor and never get out of the cycle. Poor bastards. (laughs) I'm telling you. I don't get it. So what the f*** are we talking about to begin with here? Why we don't always have detail to our characters. Including here the minimal level of detail and distinction that someone ought to bring to a game. We're not talking about the five pages of Wattpad or whatever the hell kids are using nowadays to tell their terrible fanfic. Wattpad. Have you guys seen that Welcome to Fanfic and Welcome to Wattpad uh, video? Yeah. I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's a, it's funny, but it's probably a little bit offensive, but it's still funny. So I'm I want a Snapchat backstory set on the 15-second delete. And then once it deletes itself, <laughs> I want to forget about it, and you forget about it. Yeah, because no phone out there has screen capture, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Snapchat and I'm sure when I open the only Pat's, Snapchat, I'm it will look not at. be his penis, except yeah. I'm the opposite yeah. of that. So if it's I'm, not tits on Snapchat, I'm not interested. Well, yeah, and if uh, for anyone who's not 
following how this works. Let me save you some trouble. If somebody says, tell me something or show me something because it's Snapchat and will be gone in five seconds, that means they're about to screen cap it, so don't do it. All right, but there are two reasons, Wayne. has ever gone from the Internet. These people just have no idea. I know. There are two reasons, Wayne, why I typically do not bring as much backstory as I ought to. And I'm going to use my own character in my current werewolf game as an example of this. So, Zanian, I'm not yet using you as a negative example of gaming. But sit tight. We'll get there. So the first one is that I am distracted by something outside of the game. I have personal drama going on. My most recent thing was I went through a two-week show trying to get my car inspected and repaired and all this stuff. And I don't want to bore you guys outside. Well, maybe this would be a good bonus episode. But the runaround I got on this car (laughs) was ridiculous. I'm sure. No, I I know one person that would listen to it. But the point being that I was really distracted by that. And so I just wasn't putting in the energy that I could have or should have. And this also happened back when I was working at prior jobs where they were working me ridiculous hours or I was going through problems in my personal life or whatever. Yeah, and that's where I'm at right now because I said I'm getting ready to switch jobs. We had a big DR test. We have all of this going on. Uh, For anyone not in the no DRs, disaster recovery. Yeah. Yeah, so we have all this going on. So my brain is fried when I get home. I don't feel up to my normal level of creativity. My second one is I don't feel that I understand the setting or the setting's trappings well enough to make the character. One of the hardest things when I made my first Battletech character was figuring out which house he was supposed to come from because I knew nothing about any of the houses, and my first thought was, okay, which one's America? Because this one's yeah, Japan. Cameron. Davian. Davi- that's why I was Arguably, Davian. Yeah. Yeah. I went Davian because it was... What seemed to be America yeah. to me. If you're playing an era where the Terran hegemony doesn't exist anymore, then yeah, it's, it's House Davian. But the issue I've had in the current Werewolf game is I know something about New World of Darkness. I know only in Old World of Darkness stuff about hunters, specifically through Hunters Hunted. That's it. And so not only are we playing a Werewolf game, but we are playing a Werewolf game that is specifically set in a spinoff setting book for the Wild West, which changes up some of the trappings of the game. And I know absolutely nothing. And I am playing with a fair number of people who know this setting inside and out. And it seems like, and I don't blame them for this. This is just a knowledge gap. This is normal for anyone playing a game for the first time. But it seems like that the vast majority of ideas I come up with are quote-unquote wrong. They don't work in the setting. They're not possible in the setting. It contradicts something in the canon of the setting, whatever. And so a lot of the ideas that I do come up with simply don't work. Mm. And so that creates a real difficulty for me in terms of actually feeling like I have the ability to really create a character that is in theme with the game but is also unique to me. You mean like the idea of landing a dropship right next to the combat? Because nothing will ever take out a dropship. Okay, the person who had that idea knew there was a risk involved. I think he underestimated the risk involved, but he didn't know there was a risk involved. The only solution I found to this, and this is what I'm trying to do in the werewolf game, and I don't know how well I'm succeeding. I guess that's really up to the other players and and the GM to decide, is I try to make my character 
non-generic in other ways. Meaning, I try to be non-generic in the ways that I do understand. Okay, for example, I don't know jack about werewolves. I don't know jack about the old world of darkness setting as it pertains to werewolves. I don't know jack about the specific incarnation of old world of darkness werewolves as they pertain to the Wild West. But my werewolf does have a human form, and he has a human life in that human form. And so that's where I'm putting my energy developing. And so I've developed NPCs that he interacts with and things about who he is and what he's doing with the town and things like that. And that's where I try to focus my energy is on the places that I understand and places that I feel comfortable enough that even despite being distracted by the circus that is life, I can still pretty easily put in some originality or some uniqueness and just accept that the other parts of his life really are either going to be non-unique or in some places they're completely unwritten because it's just like, I, I don't know, you know, werewolfy stuff goes here, whatever that may be. I don't think John's ever had the problem because he just rolled method one. Yeah, I just rolled 3d6 down the line and then I had that is uh, a, five wisdom. So I was dropped as a child, but I had 18 charisma. So I was very sexy. That, that is a great solution as well as you just <laughs> roll the dice and let the dice tell yeah. the story. But you can't do that in Old World Darkness because you don't roll dice for much of anything here to creation. Well, that's bad. I've, you should play Old World Darkness, <laughs> <laughs> assuming there's more dice in character creation. Yeah. I've had a lot of character traits come out of how the dice rolled at the table because you all know, roll really poorly yeah. on something, and that's now becoming a trait. If I ever run a classic FASA Star Trek game for you guys, you will love the character creation system, oh because God. it's like Traveler, except you can't die in character creation. <laughs> but it tells you the story of what your life was like. You have to figure it out as you go. And so it does seem to eliminate those problems. And I guess that's another possibility. And I found a variety of tools online. If you do a Google search on, like, character personalities random character traits, random character quirks. Just start coming up with all these different phrase combinations on Google. There are some pretty cool websites out there, and some of them are kind of rote, and they're kind of dumb, and they're kind of predictable. But some of them I found are really neat. They come up with some really interesting stuff that you can use that, like, well, even if I don't have setting relevant detail, I at least have some RP quirks I can use to make this character memorable. You know... Was it Inkwell? Yeah, Inkwell. The company that you did a the interview with quite a while ago. So we've got these decks of cards in front of us here at the table that uh, Dan had bought from them that are encounter decks and NPC decks. I think I would be tempted at that point to just go through the NPC personalities and pick those for an actual character. Or you could also use the encounter cards and just have those be defining moments of your character's life. These are the things that happen that shape oh, who, yeah, that's a good idea. who he or yeah. she is. Well, I remember one of the first games I played in, we created our characters and started off with Magic the Gathering cards, mm -hmm. where we were oh, giving yeah. them to each other, and we let those cards be, just look at the pictures as inspiration. That was where we were mixing, what was it, Mana something or other, Cortex Plus, and I don't know what else, and somehow Magic what game cards. Was that? That was... I'm trying to remember, that was... That, that was, was the Earth Dawn hack. Yes. Okay. It, it was like 15 games mushed together. Yeah. I want to say that that was the revolving GM game. Hold on. No, oh, no. Was Pat, it? I know yeah. you're on the same wavelength as me on this. Did you play it as a kid? Yeah. Did you keep your colors separated and well-organized? Mm -hmm. Of course. Did you ever have that one f 
or friend <laughs> or cousin who came over and mushed your colors together. Yes. And enraged you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, see that's what like that's what was happening <laughs> at this For our game. listeners at home, Pat has been overcome with a joyous humorous ebullience for the last 20 minutes. At the two-third mark of Dan's description of that kid, his face just went straight stone. And, like, it looked like he was trying to suppress hurting someone. Anyway, continue. My my wife is that kid. She will watch as I line the dice up exactly like I want them. And then she will just reach her hand over, grab them, and, you know, shake them all up. (laughs) We'll be walking through a store, and she knows that as a teenager I did retail. So it's ingrained in me that everything has to look nice. I can deal with it if it's not nice because I don't work there, but she'll walk down the store poking boxes with a finger just to misalign them, knowing that I can't help but stop and straighten them after her. That's not very supportive. No. No. You've seen passive aggressive. Oh, yes. You've seen her do it, Pat. You've you've seen her reach over because it bothers her. Has to fix it. For Mm -hmm. me, it all has to be lined up and perfect. For her, it's got to be a mess. Mm -hmm. If she sees it perfectly lined up, it bothers her, and she needs to mix it up. Same thing when I'm doing a Rubik's Cube. If I leave it for a second, she'll go back and mess it up. Mm. Yeah, it's that, yeah. I just don't even know what to say. <laughs> Me neither. That's a level of hostility that I... It really... It, well, it's true. Well, what, true I, yeah. what I'm saying... I've worked with felons. Is... <laughs> <laughs> so are you, do you think, like, the same way that people that become serial killers start with hacksaws and rats, that... Sarah is that on her Sarah's way. Sarah's ready to like start burning buildings yeah. down full oh, of Lego no, boxes that are with the it's wrong It's the class. other way around. But it's me that one of these days, you know, she's going to reach over and mess up the dice, so, and I'm going to snap, and yeah. everyone's going to pay. When you like oh, walk God. into a store, Sarah's like, as you know, insanity is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Wayne's gone. But no, what I'm saying is, you know how, like, okay, you have paint. And you take red and blue, and it makes purple, right? But there comes some point where you just mix it all together to the point that it's just brown. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. you can do the same thing. Like with, my gack. You can do the same thing with mashing up game systems. There's a point oh, where absolutely. it's cool, and it's creative, and you're taking ideas from other places. And then there comes a point where it really is just kind of like, I don't even know what it is we're playing anymore. It's become Calvin Ball. And whatever game that was, I don't remember if that was our... It was the Revolving GM game. If that was Revolving GM game or what it was. But it was so many systems pushed together that like, whenever it came time to do anything, I don't think we were really clear what system do we use. So it's like, so I need to make a save versus this. Does that come from Cortex or Savage Worlds no, or Earth Dawn? Or that sounds completely unappealing to me. Do I draw a mana magic card for this? I need a source of rules to be bound by and to bind others by, whether as a player or GM. I want as a player to be able to read and understand those rules as well. Yes. I like playing in homebrews, but I like homebrews I better where the people have actually have the details down. Skies of Glass being a good example. Even though I had no idea those weren't the rules we were playing by, I had a printed copy, and I thought I knew the rules when I sat there. <laughs> well, the rules were consistent. They were just all in scattered notes of mine, but they yeah. were consistent. Right, 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 right. Everybody's homebrew rules are consistent. When yes. Only he can yep. see them, and also he wrote them, so don't bother, guys. Precisely. So, Dan, uh, you mentioned uh. Play-Doh and keeping the colors separate. 
So I love Legos. I talk about them all the time. Yes. If you so, keep your Lego color separate, you're insane. No, but what... Well, yes. But what I always do is if I'm going to build something with Legos, I sit there. <laughs> and for the first hour... Yes. I am separating them out by individual yep. blocks and colors. Jesus. Oh, now... Oh, okay. You go farther than I do. I go block like, types and colors, yes. I, I do colors. I, it's like I'm, I'm building... So right now, my, my kids are <laughs> the age where we're doing... Yep. They like Legos, so we'll do Legos and I'll, I'll sit down and help them. Now, like with Duncan, he's nine. I, he basically does it himself, and I don't really get to do much. But with my five year old, I I can actually help with the build, which yeah. is fun because I love building Legos. I like to build it. So, well, and if it's a kid, so, you know, it's a different anyway. thing. If it's a kid, I do by type, and I don't do by color. Oh, I do much. color. So I, the, that's the first thing I taught Duncan is all right. We're gonna do this bag because you know they're all in bags. That's the nice thing. It's yep. Like we can build a bag at a time or whatever. So I said, like, open the bag. Like all right, let's separate them out. So we separate them into the colors. Of what they are. And I just have a pile of the light gray, a pile of the dark gray, a pile of the colored, you know, the individual color ones like the yellows, the blues, reds, whatever. But I do it that way. So then um, when I need a piece, I still have to find through. I don't go to your level of crazy and do it by piece, too, because that just takes long. As it is, it takes me 15 minutes to store out a bag. So before I can start an building. hour to an hour and a half before yeah. I build that, And anything. see, that's, that, that's for, too much not for Not like me. the bag ones. The bag ones I go to right away because they open one bag, sort for a couple minutes, and then I'm good. Yeah. But if I'm building something from scratch, mm. an hour to an hour and a half. Pat, do you do the same thing with jigsaw puzzles? I don't do jigsaw puzzles. They're not my favorite. I uh, I sort of first. You, I, you find the edges. I always build the edges first. I always build the edge on. Then uh, I separate a, them out by things them, that yeah. are on there. So like if there's a red, oh, well, yeah. if there's like okay, a yeah, red yeah. building, all the red buildings yes. will be together. Yeah. Then I separate it out by the shape of the pieces. I don't within no. that. So right. you take it. You take it a step too far. Much like Family Guy, and then you just keep going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Has Dude. science gone too far? Yeah, so... Family yeah. guy, not so much as South Park. But, Wayne, I have a question for you. So, with this struggle that you're having with this game, okay, it's only a two-session game. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to do anything to, to pull that out, to say, my character started generic, but now I'm getting him more unique by virtue of... Or are you still kind of stuck at my character is vanilla? Uh, no, I'm... Which, by the way, I think vanilla gets a bad, bad rap. No, it doesn't. Vanilla Life's too is, short to be vanilla. I like vanilla. Briar's vanilla bean is an outstanding flavor. I'm not talking about ice cream. I know no, you're not. That's why I'm we're saying vanilla both. gets a bad rap. Because you're giving it bad vanilla rap. as a flavor. I give bad raps. Yeah, vanilla as a yes. flavor is seen as generic. Vanilla is its own flavor, and it's really good. Yes. So you shouldn't associate what you're associating with vanilla, vanilla with vanilla. Like right now. Because it's just plain. Right. And ordinary. So exactly. Wait. Plain and ordinary. Which and, isn't what vanilla is. And it doesn't involve swings or fuzzy shackles or elaborate 19-step instructional rope videos. Yeah. So Pat doesn't really find it right. attractive. Right, yeah. Is that where you, you have your backstory? That's all. That's where the family name Roper came from. <laughs> it came from a, where the family came from. Her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right, so wait, is there anything you're doing to pull this character out? Is the character fleshing out in game? Is there something? Yeah, much like Pat, as I started playing the character, I got more what the voice of it was going to be. And I mean, and the character as it's an item, it's a cloak, but. That's just the nature of this particular game. And he's seeing how wonderfully this this works. I he, still he's feel, amazed at it. He's like, oh, this is fantastic. I still feel bad about it, though, because everyone else came with these big, elaborate ideas, and I came with something yeah, as simple realize, as a club. me. Wait. Look at all the effort they put in this shit they didn't need to. And this is just, this is fucking gold as it is now. 
if and when we go. play this 5e game that's been tossed about, I'm not sure whether I want to be a magic item that you have or I want you <laughs> to be a magic item that I have. But I want one of the other of those things to be true in like a full campaign length arc. <laughs> what if instead of a magic item, he was your familiar? That would be acceptable, but I don't think as cool because the familiar is explicitly subservient and I want there to be a conflict over what we're going to do sometimes. Not like two-headed ogre laughing dumb at each other all the time, but like I right. want to disagree and be mad at one another. You but like, clearly I'm have not played with me as your familiar <laughs> if you think there are no disagreements. No, no, no. I mean, I mean we've done the Curious Incontinent Toad, but, but... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the familiar I did that was better than that was the bird that sorted an item shop that was run by the mage, tried to clean it up for him, and sorted all of the items morphologically instead of by their actual purpose. That could be funny, but like, if you were GMR being a familiar and it needed to do something that had more than a negligible effect on the plot or the utility of the ability, and you screwed me on it, I would be like... (laughs) This sucks. You've broken a mechanic. I was supposed okay. to get that. You turned. Fair enough. And this is from the guy that rolls method one and is delighted when yeah. he gets a five somewhere. Fair enough. All right. The, I, the, I did have another bit of fun with that, though, because the guy that was playing the mage in control of this particular familiar, he was playing a guy from Lantern, which in Forgotten Realms is a place that has all this really exotic magic and whatever. And they actually have guns. And if you use at least certain rules for it, you can actually start the game with uh, some kind of a lock piss on his flint lock, wheel lock, mm. whatever it is. And he got so mad, he actually tried to kill his familiar and rolled a one on it with the gun and ended up setting fire to his shop by shooting something that I, I don't remember the details. But yeah, yeah, there are as much of a there's nothing wrong with a one roll guy as I am. I do believe there are D&D rules in major source books about like using an archivist or a flint lock and blowing yourself up on a one. Yeah. <laughs> Out of curiosity, extending some of these sorting conversations to video games, when you guys play a game where you have uh, like inventories that you can put in boxes, do you sort them all out based on their function? Hell no. Oh, yes. I relished the conversations that the UOPKs had when they killed me and opened my dead pack because it was like vomit on their 15-inch CRT <laughs> screens. I would die fighting Lich Lords, and they would start to loot me, and they would all be like, holy shit look at this guy's corpse it would just be this impenetrable wall of orc boots and like multiple piles of regs and wrong pouches that didn't all add up is great so <laughs> it's my last screw you to my in murders. most games i'll do this will be the box for weapons this will be box for armor and just the basic the worst for me where i got my most ocd on it was back in city of heroes when we were doing crafting we had a you know you have the superhero base that you create or the villain base and there would be rooms. This is our storage room. I had Excel spreadsheets oh where I would Holy spend shit. 45 minutes of game time. I would go in, open every box, inventory it. Oh and then I would go back God. through and alphabetize them all. I think you cannot possibly be more of a goon. You have a storyline. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> all right. Let me put it to you this way in two things. One, in case you've not heard the story, this was the same MMO or Wayne was playing a werewolf and would not go out during the daytime. Uh, he would yeah. stay indoors until the game had reached its night cycle. Well, you no, were that was the vampire character. Oh, I'm sorry. The <laughs> werewolf character I had a bind for, and it was just an alternate costume. And any time I would go out and it would be nighttime and you would see the moon, I'd hit the bind to change it into the wolf form. 
No, it was the vampire I didn't let go out during the day. But I'll put it this way. I played in his guild within that superhero base. I didn't touch anything. Have you ever been in a house where the house it's not a home? It's, it's, it's a museum. A museum. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes. And my that- first fucking girlfriend, her mother, her bad <laughs> crazy mother. I <laughs> you not. There was a room in the house. The first time I ever went over, they said, don't ever go in that room. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even set foot on the carpet to the room. It was a museum. It was a museum room. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. And, and I did. I, one time, one time, I actually accidentally I walked in there, and like this is like an hour later, or something like that. I hear something go. Oh, I walked in the room. There's there's footprints in the carpet. I'm like, holy! <laughs> I left. I got in my car and fucking went home. Of all of the taboo busting proclivities <laughs> you have, You're, this was at your girlfriend's house. And you never did it in the museum room. Oh God, no! No, we actually didn't do it anyway. That's that's a whole other okay, set okay. of the story. All right, very well, that, that's but no, awesome. no, I, I would have been afraid to because her mother, her mother was fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, like mental institution yeah, insane. No, she, yeah, I, it was yeah, bad. I, I, no, it was bad. Yeah, I, I've known Oof. a couple of people like this as well, where the whole house was that way. I mean, you just didn't touch anything. You didn't sit on anything. It was and I, and ridiculous. I hate that. But the point is, that's what that superhero base was like. When I went in there, it wasn't even possible. I mean, your character had no equipment <laughs> in City of Heroes. But, like, I had to create an alternate form that wasn't wearing shoes just so I could walk around Wayne's base without tracking Now, I was in that guild, too, and I was in that base, and it wasn't that bad. And I went around and, and found things. And I will say that it was fairly easy to find things because we had rooms of, of stuff, and there were stacked. Every room had a like, purpose, and yeah, everything and it did. was organized. And it, it made sense. Now, now if I, I could just I would do that in my own house, it right, would be nice, well, no, but I can't. Yeah, I would do that, too, but not to the extent that you go. Like, I would organize things into, like, to you the You wouldn't room have level. an Excel spreadsheet. I would not have an Excel spreadsheet that I would spend 45 minutes of game time doing. That is, again, yeah, you're, you've gone way over. You just open it. yourself yeah. up to problems. Uh, problems like me logging in and <laughs> seeing all of that perfect order and being like... And going Sarah exactly, on Exactly. That's, that's the difference. Yeah. Like... like when you take out the poor kid who has to reset the shelves, what wait, wait, Sarah wait does to piss Wayne off makes Sarah, perfect sense, and I would Sarah do it in that f- She played that, and she was like, what the, what the f***? How did you get away with that? How did Sarah not come in and f*** your shit? Because she was using it, and she liked knowing oh, that she, where so she could find everything. When she needs it, it's okay, but if it's yeah. just to f*** with my husband, psychologically, I'll do this all where? the time. Like, mother yeah, what she the hell? she encouraged me to no, do the spreadsheet and, and organize. That's it. when you roll up a vampire werewolf who doesn't go out at daytime and has a separate macro for the moon. And you say he's very messy. And if you tell me to stop messing stuff up, you're ruining my immersion. You're breaking my role play. You're imposing value judgments upon me, and you're destroying my enjoyment now, of our friendship. In fairness to myself, and then you throw here, all the on the floor. remember I had about eighty <laughs> characters, and I played the game. <laughs> oh. I played the game for six years. I played Dragon Rose for 12. I had like two. <laughs> yeah, but this was a game where there is no real end game. End game yeah. is create a new character. I was constantly yeah, creating enough. new characters. That and is a lot, though. Again, Wayne, you... you I ran with you multiple video people games, on different you, servers. You to like OCD are like to me in porn. You, we just go <laughs> way overboard. I had my serious characters that I played, but occasionally I would just jump into a character and roleplay it. And actually jump on a role-playing server. There were a couple of servers that did more role-playing than other oh things in-game. Oh my gosh, role-playing. 
So, and that's where this character was made. I want to get you recruited into a hardcore progression while raiding guild and not tell them what your shtick is. <laughs> so, I recently bring you to a raid. I recently repicked up Final Fantasy 14 because I actually finally I enjoyed the game. My problem with it before was I knew people were playing the game, but everyone I knew they weren't like all together. It was like, I know one guy on this server, one girl on that server. You know, they were just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually gotten to the point where through getting to know some more people, I'm getting to know a significant number of people on one server. So I actually, I picked the game back up because I did enjoy it. There's a lot of RP guilds on the server. I am not in one, but there are a lot of RP guilds on the server. And I had forgotten just how terrible in MMO RP really is. <laughs> yes, it is. I got myself, well, quote unquote, in trouble. I got bitched at because I was trying to, it's kind of the equivalent of World of Warcraft to disenchanting items. You can take an item and reduce it into materia, and then the materia sells typically for more than what the item would be worth. And so I had a ton of items that I could reduce into materia. And so you can't do it in your private room. So I had to go out into the main tavern room to do it. Now, I could have done it anywhere in the world, but I just stepped out of the door into the main tavern and started doing it there. And my God, I walked into just some of the most awful RP I've ever seen in my entire life. It was just absolutely terrible. The most stilted, awkward, self-indulgent, lopsided shitty role-playing you can possibly imagine. I mean, I was embarrassed for these people and i walked into the middle of them not meaning to do this okay i just really wasn't paying attention and started mass deconstructing items which is of course is just spamming the shit out of the tavern and so they're sitting there trying to be like oh so-and-so says how is lady so-and-so smiling wolfishly whatever the Wolfishly even means as an adverb. Get out adverbs. Yeah. Don't ever use an adverb. And don't oh, anything. And can we please God. not make up adverbs of just animally? I mean, what, what does that even really mean? I'm sure. I think it is a real word. But it yes, be. it is. But exactly, yes, on both counts, it is a real word. But did no, I ever tell you about I the first time I saw role playing in WoW? Oh, hold on, yeah, hold on. Okay. So the, you were at Goldshire Inn, and someone in Druid form tried to have sex with you. <laughs> you haven't told me that, but like. <laughs> That is the intro to WoW RP. Go on, Dan. Well, so I just... Not exactly, but that is close. spam the shit out of it, and somebody's like, um, can you go do that somewhere else? We're trying to roleplay here. And I'm like, dude, I'm playing the game as it's meant to be played. I'm not doing anything wrong. This is a function of the game. You should have joined them. Why don't you take your RP somewhere else, especially now that there's guild housing in the game? You don't have to be in here doing this. No. That's when you write so, a script for every time you disenchant for it to be like tips hat. Hello, milady. I hope I get parentheses sign Y points to item I just disenchanted and just like machine gun all the way up. Well, or you do that, or you just go whole hog and you just start macroing things like tears a rancid room clearing fart. <laughs> well, that's immature, Dad. Yeah, all my solutions were immature. No, well, keep in mind when I did it in City of Heroes, like I said, I never seriously did the role play thing. I had these were all amusing characters. I like how me. this is a role play game podcast over, where we're all sitting around laughing at people for role play. Character sounds not, not, not poorly, a reason just for doing it. it at all. So the first time I ran into this, John was almost dead on. 
It was near Goldshire. It was one of the buildings off to the side by itself, though. Oh, you're one of the kinky here, ones yeah. that bangs in the blacksmith. And I've met your kind. <laughs> well, no, I've, <laughs> I'm playing the game. This is before I knew that there was RP in WoW, because okay. I have just started the game. And I go upstairs, and there is a... It was a male elf in underwear laying down. The female elf was over it. Crouch, stand, crouch, stand, crouch, stand. And I'm looking at the chat as they're talking back and forth as they're doing this. Okay, Wayne, God is all of our witnesses. Did you tell me any of that before I immediately declare that no. your intro to WoW RP was sex in Goldshire Inn? No. Okay, good. You, that was- <laughs> the reason I don't get this in Final Fantasy is because you have a private in room, there's guild housing, and then within the guild housing, and you can have an additional yeah. completely but private room. What's the fun on it? Yeah, what's the fucking fun of doing it if you can't be seen? I mean, these are exhibitionists, motherfucker. Do it in the right corner of the room in Goldshire, and they can get the act emotes down in the lobby. It's like role playing <laughs> yeah. that you can hear it through the yeah, floor. Yeah, exactly. Was, what I walked in on, there was nothing sexual. It was just terrible. Yeah, and it I was did the pre- they they were working their way. To, I mean, these were fourteen year old boys, <laughs> and they're working their way up to it. So I did find on our server for a while there was uh, there was one inn that was actually in Stormwind, and that's where all the RPers went to just have conversations and you know. So I would cyber. I wandered into there, and they were having normal conversations and not doing the uh, the cyber thing. But during the, my time in WoW, I did stumble across at least two or three times the characters cybering in the middle of yeah, And it's always, see, it's never whispering back and forth. It's always in general. Yeah. Or at least in I you wish can't act You can't whisper in an emote. You have to act it or else you'll break immersion. I wish <laughs> I had walked in on them cybering because that would have given me two options, either of which would have been equally hilarious. One is being passive aggressive and mad about the fact that they had bitched at me. I would have reported them. Totally immature. Boo. No, that's not the way to go. You Boo. start typing in. Option two is I would have joined yes, in. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. I would have joined in in the most uncouth, yes. unspeakable, Lovecraftian way possible. Yeah. You start off with describing that your Dan is licking your toes. <laughs> and that that's how you start. <laughs> like where he goes there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would have just found something completely unsettling. It would have just slipped right in there. Until they eventually got creeped out and left. Like, what was the dude in Second Life? And it became like a whole meme. The d- thrower? No, no. He was a guy that he was apparently like played like a, this devil looking thing. He's like a like literal troll. He's like short and fat, had like a cigar and beer, uh, and would always find wherever it is that people were doing. That's all Second Life was. Yeah, twisted Second Life stuff. All of it. And would just go stand in the room and would just sit there. And just start random conversations or whatever, and they like keep that. telling him to leave, but he wouldn't leave. <laughs> you. I can't, I'm, I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to figure it. out who this guy was and put it in the show notes because the stories about him are freaking hilarious. Awesome. I don't know if there's any point to this episode, so I think I'm going to make it a bonus. This was fucking gold. This is <laughs> yeah. an excellent episode. The point was fun because this was a yeah, fun episode. There was no point. The point is we're all activating free to play accounts, finding the roleplay server, rolling up level five humans, and going to Goldshire Inn. So that <laughs> Wayne can get his dose of sex. I don't That's have to activate it. I, I still have a free account set out there. there you have. I just occasionally, like every. 
pop probably, in for a quick boink. Probably yeah. every six months or so, someone will start talking about WoW, and then I'll get the, the wow I'll bug. get the urge to play it. So I'll log on to the free account for about an hour. I'll remember why I left, and then I log out. That there are games out there like that where I, it's like restaurants. I have to go once every so often to remember why it is I never go there anymore. Which is the one thing that set Final Fantasy fourteen apart is once I actually had people I knew to play the game with, I'm actually enjoying it again. But once again, that's just me. I don't have any delusion that Final Fantasy fourteen somehow radically deviates from the MMO formula that has gotten rather rote and boring. But anyway, uh, I have no idea what the point of this episode was. So yeah, it's definitely a bonus episode. But thank you nonetheless for tuning in. Check the show notes for all kinds of various craziness, including the place where you can go and spam your votes on the Battletech thing, which will probably be pared down to a single vote anyway. But hey, go wild. Yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah. So vote early, vote often. Exactly. Yeah. Write, so write, write, a, write a story about it, too, before you do it. Before you vote. Go you on know, to Second on. Life. Roll Pat, I know this will drive you crazy. I have about a 32-page origin story for my first character in City of Heroes. Pages Jesus Christ, Wayne. It's MMO a full story character? of how he grew up. Put it in the show notes. Now, Wayne, no. email that to Dan. Pop. Now, the important thing here is, did you write that 32 fucking page story before you even started playing the character? No. no well, there you go. Then that's not nearly as bad. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. See you later. Thank you.